how great thou art. Purple hymnals number 77. We're going to say it's a bit of you T-Rex. Doc, we're not going to free you. you got to sing your sister the Lutheran hymn. Sister Lutheran one. Lutheran one. And I feel, I feel right at home when Doc reads. Purple.
credited that particular clergyman that particular Sunday as he made his decision for Christ and he, the Ten Commandments and, and great movies of Christian history. And we thank you, Father, for the faithfulness. And, and I think of the, the farmer who led Billy Graham to the Lord and, and Dr. Cho and his, his leading evangelist in the church growth in China who, who gave his testimony and said that it was because of the cleaning lady that, that led him to the Lord. And he, he was in a very abusive husband and later went on to accept Christ and now he's leading one of the largest churches in the world. We thank you, Father, that we are called not to be necessarily faithful in numbers, but faithful in quality. We want each and every one of us to hear those words, well done, thou faithful and true servant. And I, I thank you for Dr. Thompson stepping forward and, and the faithfulness of his father, who was a Lutheran minister for many years, and provided um, physicians and doctors, lawyers, and school board journals, and the list goes on. We just think of how Christianity has touched the hearts and the lives of many people that were called to be faithful. We pray, Father, this morning as we view scripture from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, a passage of scripture that reminds of us of the essence of either repenting or, or perishing. We pray, God, Father, that you speak through your word. We pray for members of our congregation that you will have returned. We thank you for Gary and Kathy for being away from us for a month or so and for their faithfulness and returning now. And we thank you for blessing their health of mind and their travels. We thank you for last night for the Jayhawk, the, um, the tremendous the financial needs that were that were met by Jayhawk, and we thank you for for Jayhawk, who, who so faithfully supports our church, and, and for the gatherings, which would be very difficult for us to continue on as a, as a church here if we did not share the premises with the gathering of Jayhawk, and, and we. Thank you, Father, for the many, by way of television and by way of radio and Facebook, and maybe people viewing by Facebook or in Alexandria that, that will see Dr. Thompson. And we thank you, Father, for the many countries and nations that the, the world is hearing the gospel and the presentation. We, we thank you for the tremendous music and exposition of, of scripture and, and we we pray your blessings upon some of the truckers that have called in and some of the personnel and just this past week I heard, I got a text from my United Methodist clergy that, that really appreciated the, the fact of, of the sermon last Sunday about labels and, and the illustration that I had of and um, if we're going to wear the label of Christ, we better be a, a true Christian. And, and we can't always 
trucks with labels that are on the outside of the bottles. So you, you probably choose to take a bottle of strychnine and kill ourselves. And, and there are many Christians that are killing their testimonies because they they wear the label of Christ, but they don't. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk and help us, Lord, during Lent. Lent is the time to not only talk the talk, but to walk the walk. We ask, Lord, your blessings upon our service today as we learn more about walking the walk during this Lenten season as you remind us to pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you're viewing by way of television or radio or YouTube or other means of communication, our scripture lesson is taken from Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. And we encourage you to uh, not only to listen along, but to read along and view God's scripture. Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. This is a portion of scriptures. It's entitled Repent or Perish. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? We've all asked those questions about those who suffer in life. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Were those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Salome fell on them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Jesus reminds us that rather than necessarily worrying about our, our neighbor's sins, we, we need to look at ourselves. And he gives us this parable of the barren fig tree. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put a manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. And now, may God add his blessings to the fruit that he bears in the scripture. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning, Good morning. Our scripture today marks the urgency and the importance repentance and ensuring that you by repenting are a citizen of God's holy kingdom. 
next week, you know, we have some basic six days. And we don't have the luxury of time in making the decision of repentance. Right now is the time for your repentance. Because we have many judges of God. The fig tree parable can remind us that there's there are times, however short or long it is, to repent. The concept is highlighted by reading, unless you repent, you will perish. That is the importance of repentance towards God. Repentance is emphasized immediately when we read that the evil Pilate drew the blood of the people of Galilee at the temple. The Bible was described as being made with their sacrifices. That means that the Jews were raised sacrifices to the temple and worshiping during the slaughter. And thousands fell under the ruins of the great temple during its destruction. These victims were at the temple, at the temple to worship God and celebrate their holy festivals. But these victims faith had already been sealed by the time Jesus had told the story. I believe the main point of our scripture today is that pointing fingers one is that pointing fingers to others and wasting our time preparing our ground to sin towards others is a waste of time and useless. That does not meet the Lord's high standard. Only accepting by faith the shining perfect likeness of Jesus in our soul and heart makes the greatest. And is equaled by the sin of God. Sin Jesus mentioned the tower of Siloam Palm. That tower was near the pool of Siloam. The issue mentioned by Jesus here is related to the first. Had God targeted the 18 that died there because of their sin? Jesus moved the sin versus suffering debate when he said this. When the, when the people at the temple suffered their own hands, and they inevitably suffered God's hands because of other sins and lack of repentance. Once again, I'll say it. Repentance is that important. You're going to stand before God and answer for everything you said, done, throughout your life. And without the cover of a faithful, perfect Jesus, you'll be guilty. Finally, something we should take from the removal from the removed from the fig tree on verse 89 is that enough time had expired for the fig tree to start bearing fruit. The gardener which represents Jesus or Jesus' birth grand life asked the landowner or God for more time. It may not be apparent to some, but the fig tree represents Israel or God's children. The landowner had the gardener spend time watering, fertilizing, and caring for the fig tree, waiting for it to bear fruit. But the, the gardener pleaded with the landowner to give the fig tree just a little more time to produce the fruit so they could harvest. But despite that, the landowner, landowner or God, knew that it was time to get the axe out of the shed to take down this reminds me of Jesus saying, He does not know when the act will come out, 
said, I'm, I'm giving up liquor. I'm giving up liquor. The father replied. But, but before dinner, the son said, you were drinking something. The boy protested. Yes, the father said, but it was only sherry. It was only sherry, said the father. During Lent, I'm giving up hard, hard liquor. To which the boy replied, well then, I think I'll only give up hard candy. Hard candy. Well, we, you and I, we continue this Lenten season with a gospel story of Jesus' long retreat. He's retreating in the desert during which he gave up eating for 40 days. Jesus journeyed along into the desert to prepare himself for his public ministry of proclaiming the coming kingdom. And his spirit was consumed with a desire to know the Father's will. And do you have a desire? Are you consumed with pleasing your Father? Not only your earthly Father, but your Heavenly Father. Will and to carry out it faithfully. And then there's this long period of fasting, or of giving up something. And you could say it's giving up, or is it giving in? Here it's giving up, helped him to focus completely on his relationship with his loving Father. And this long fast and the, the giving up was not the end in itself. It was only a means to the end, which was to unconditionally give in. Give in to Father's will. But whether it's giving up or giving in, that's what our season of Lent is, is really all about. Giving up doing whatever it takes to get rid of those things in your life that keep you from focusing completely on your relationship with God and, and loving your Father, giving in, doing whatever it takes to surrender, surrender your life unconditionally to God's will. God's will. We don't commonly use that word surrender Because it's an act of the will, our behavior, surrender your time, surrender your life unconditionally, perhaps. For some of us, those words have an ominous ring, as if God is putting the heat on us, putting the heat on us, putting our feet to the fire, so to speak. And if those words sound ominous, remember God's ways are not our way. God's way with us is not to pound us into submission and declare us totally victory as though God is at war with us. Rather, God's way is to invite. God is inviting you and I. God is inviting you and I into his life of love for God is love. And so the Lenten's message is, is to surrender your life. Surrender your life, surrender your life unconditionally to love, to love. 
There's a, a true story from life. I could say it was Mike and say it was Tina or say it was Darwin or Marilyn or other. I could say it was Gary and Kathy or Ed or Marion, Marie. But it's a true story. And I'm going to use it an anonymous name. But a husband and wife, let's call them John, and let's call them Denise. They were driving home from a dinner party. And one word led, led to another until they became caught up in this bitter, bitter argument. And finally, John shouted to Denise, Denise, who was driving, stop the car, stop the car, I'm getting out. Whereupon Denise stopped the car, John opened the door, got out, and began to walk. But he quickly realized, however, that they had been driving along the edge of a, a scary neighborhood. It wasn't like driving in the country of Eagle Bend or Alexandria. But it was a neighborhood that was noted for drug deals and, and crimes and violence. And he looked around and he thought that he saw some ominous looking shadows everywhere. John became very panic stricken. And he called out to Denise, who had just begun to pull away. He said, stop the car. Let me in. And when John got back into the car with Denise, he said, take me to a better neighborhood. Take me to a better neighborhood. Now that broke up both of them into laughter, and, and the argument, too, was broken. John said later, Wherever you and I are living, and, and wherever you're living right now on the spiritual level, because we look at Lent as a time of looking at the level of living that we have, and the level of loving, and the level of our spirituality, God is ready. God is ready as Lenten season, willing and able to take you to a, to a better neighborhood to a better neighborhood. Whether you're down in the dumps, and I hear frequently from people that are down in the drums, even Christians get down in the dumps, or sometimes maybe you're up in the clouds, God is inviting you and I now to move in on Him, to draw closer to Him. And then, wherever we are spiritually at this moment, During our Sunday school class today, Chris and I were examining the Old Testament prophecies and how they were fulfilled in the New Testament. And I was amazed to look at so many, the dozens of scriptural promises that were spoken by Zechariah and Isaiah and fulfilled in the first coming of Jesus Christ. Then I was reminded of the second coming of Christ, 
are you and I aware of the prophecies that are being fulfilled and, and his second coming? Wherever you are spiritually at this moment, God is asking you to give up that level of living and, and accelerate your closeness to God. God is asking you to give in and move up to a, a higher level of love. Today's gospel lesson, once again we hear Jesus pronouncing Lent's refrain, repent. You've heard of me say that one of my vehicles has the only place in the world that says repent. Collectors are repent, the word repent on it. Repent, repent. Forget the shabby old life that you've been living. It's not worth remembering. Remembering. It's not worth keeping. Give up the pleasure of blaming others for whatever goes wrong in your life. Give in to the need to look deeply into your own soul for a clue to what ails you. Give in to the truth that the fullness of life that Jesus offers will be will put you at odds with much of what is going on in the world today. May God open your eyes. May you give in to the need to be out of step with the things as they are. The dean of the chapel at Duke University tells a story of a, a student member of, of Duke University who was on a mission trip, and a mission team who, who went to Honduras as a spring break, and I know that the conference has went on many mission trips. But this particular student who went to Honduras on a, a spring break to help the poor, this female student spent spring break living with a poor family in the, the mountains of Honduras, sleeping in a, on a dirt floor, living without electricity or running water. And in the evening, she would sit with the family in the twilight, singing, listening to stories around the fire. And in, in that family, in that poor family, the elders would cherish the elders would cherish. Do you cherish your elders? The children were adored. And the young woman, very bright, very academic, one of the greatest that Duke had produced, this young woman later said, that family, that family made me think of my own family. My own family. And Compared with my own family, in comparison to that family in Honduras, she says, my family is dysfunctional. Dysfunctional. Why is it that we have so much, yet have so little of what really matters? And she went on to Honduras to, to help the poor, and she was surprised. She, she was helped. And that is the good news. That is the good news. Or is it bad news? 
What's your opinion? In today's lesson, Jesus tells a parable about the fig tree. You and I are called big fig trees. We're called to bear fruits of righteousness. And in this parable, this fig tree, it, it wasn't born fruit for, for three years. And the wine dredger wants to cut it down. But the owner of the vineyard says, no, we'll, we'll feed it one more time. We'll, we'll fertilize it one more time and we'll give it another chance. If you've been resisting during your lifetime, if you've been resisting certain areas in your life, like like television or radio or YouTube or other means, if you've been resisting God's invitation to move into his neighborhood, then here today's offering, you have another chance. Surrender your life unconditionally. Give in to God. Give in to love. To accept this invitation in the spirit in which it is offered and involve some radical changes in your present lifestyle. Ranging from far away mission trips to help support a mission at home to help enrich the spiritual life of your immediate family. Repent. Jesus says to the multitudes in today's gospel lesson, Jesus says, repent. This is our holy week entry this coming Sunday we experience Home Sunday leads up to Holy Week which leads up to Resurrection Sunday and Easter this is our time of Holy Week reflection this is our season of Lent this is our season of giving up and and giving in. This is our season to, to repent. To repent is nothing less than to turn in whatever might be that keeps us and many of us from having anything to do with God that is truly eternal and truly important. To repent is nothing less than to remove the, the roadblocks that get between ourselves and God to repent is more than putting on an act, an act of being sorry. No matter how convincingly we wrinkle up our brows when we gush with pleas for grace to make it sound sincere. To repent means much more than we may have realized. Much more than saying, sorry, Lord, sorry, Lord. For naughty little things we can remember and a few more that we can't. I tell you, Jesus said, there will be more joy in heaven. More joy in heaven over one repentant sinner than over 99 righteous people who have no need to repent. Luke 15, verse 7. And of course, in closing, the 99 righteous people who have no need to repent simply don't exist. All of us, no exceptions, are called to repentance, called to change, called to a, a better neighborhood. 
every day of our lives. Father God, this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, forgive us our trespasses, our debts, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Just as God's love and mercy are greater than the things that separate us from him, so too our love and our mercy must be greater than the things that separate us from each other. Repent. We begin by cleaning out all the debris from the past that continues to separate us from God and our neighbor. With every head bowed and every eye closed, may we say this prayer and repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. The debris in my life come into my heart and life. Save me, O oh Lord. I repent. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. As the ushers come forward this morning, let us turn to our office for prayer and we pray this prayer printed in your bulletins as we seek more of Christ. Almighty and restoring God, we have been living in some difficult days as churches and as individuals. We experience days when we rise, wondering if we will make it through one more day, whether the church will survive for another generation, and we feel like those dry bones in the valley as we offer our tithes and our offerings. Help us to hear the word of hope the prophet shares, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. May it call us back to life and service, out of the grave of despair in which we've been buried ourselves. In Christ's holy name, amen. As the ushers come forward, let us turn to our officer hymn, Just As I Am Without Wembley, Purple Hymnals, Purple Hymnals, number 357. Verses one through two and five through six.
God sit on his throne and God will remember his own. Through trials we press us and burdens we press us, he will never leave us alone, for God is still on his throne. God of all creation, the source of every blessing, you have given us so much. You have given us life and liberty and all we can bring as our tithes and our offerings and our gifts to you this day. You have seemed so small by comparison unless we see that we are truly called to give ourselves back to the world. May we be the salt that brings value and flavor into relationships with those around us. May we be the light that helps others find their way through your love and our, our care. We pray all this in the mighty 